All right, y'all. Uh, hate to tell you, but summer's over. So last Sunday in the summer series, it's over. It's over. It really is. School's right around the corner. Uh, it, it is. It is. Uh, I can't believe it. I was, I was sitting there. I was looking at. I was like, man, this is the last week of our summer series. So we, we, we next week, guys, is grand opening. Uh, so grand opening week, we hope this place is full. Um, by the way, I'm going to tell you in advance, if you can walk, please park over in the school parking lot and walk across if you're able-bodied. Uh, if not, like totally cool, understand, like that's why we have a parking lot, but we're expecting a lot of guests next week, and so I uh, encourage you. So we'll start a brand new series next week. Uh, we've got a special guest, a uh, worship leader who's a good friend of mine. I knew him way back in the day before he was a Nashville Christian recording artist that traveled all over the place. Um, uh, but uh, Joel Vaughn's going to be with us. He's been with us once before, um, but we're excited about that. So it's going to be a really, really cool day. Um, we have free breakfast tacos next week. Hello. Uh, so if you thought we were under a time crunch uh, this morning, next week they've asked me to talk 10 minutes shorter. Okay? We're going to see how that goes. All right? I'm just going to see how I always reserve the right to, wait you make, to make you wait on tacos. So we're going to see. No, I'll get you out for tacos. It'll be good. Um, hey, uh, we do have a lot of ground to cover this morning. So I want to ask you to do me a favor. If you have your Bibles, open them up um, to the book of Mark chapter 10. Uh, Mark chapter 10. We're going to read a good little chunk. Um, it, is, it is the story of the rich young ruler. And what we learn for it, we're continuing the series. We're talking about greatness in the kingdom. This is the last lesson on greatness. And so uh, we're in Mark 10. You also need a bulletin of some sort. Uh, I have this one here. Uh, if you didn't get one of these when you came in, that means that you can't take uh, notes by hand, but you can use our digital notes. Open up the camera app on your phone, point at that QR code. You can uh, follow along, take digital notes, um, email yourself. They are great. And, uh, and so we want to encourage you to do that. I'm going to pray. We'll jump into God's word. Father, as we enter into this time, we want to recognize that your word is a gift unto us. Holy Spirit, we want to ask you to come and join us. Uh, get me out of the way. Help me teach this word. Um, you're, you're, you're actually a teacher, so just use me as a conduit. Be our teacher. Be our guide. Teach us from the inside out. Let us see Jesus. Step back now and ask you to take your place. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, so guys, Mark chapter 10, I'm going to start in verse 17. Uh, one of the saddest stories you'll ever hear. It says, as he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt down before him, him as Jesus, uh, and asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him, no one is good except God alone. And you know the commandments, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't bear false witness, don't defraud, honor your father and mother, uh, that don't defraud, you might want to underline that for a second. We'll come back to it. Uh, he said to him, teacher, I've kept all these since my youth. That's a prideful statement. Looking at him, Jesus loved him and said to him, you lack one thing. Go and sell all that you have and give to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. But he was dismayed by this demand and he went away grieving. Ouch. Because he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and he said to his disciples how hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astonished at his words. And again Jesus said to them, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. They were even more astonished, saying to one another, than who on earth can be saved? Looking at them, Jesus said, With man it's impossible, but not with God, because all things are possible with God. Peter began to tell him, Look, we've left everything and followed you. 
Truly, I tell you, Jesus said, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the gospel who will not receive a hundred times more now at this time houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields with persecutions and eternal life in the age to come. But many who are first will be last and the last will be first. Um, If I can fit it in, there are four things I want to share with you this morning. No problem. 1045. We got this. All right. Uh, Here they are. Number one, I want you to know that there is a great, we're talking about greatness in the kingdom. There's a great reward for people that decide to leave behind their old way of life and follow Jesus. There's a great reward for people that decide to leave behind their old way of life, and follow Jesus. So the heart of the story, there's a young man that wants to follow Jesus. That's what it is. He comes to him and says, hey, I want eternal life. And Jesus is like, hey, why are you calling me good? You know, no one's good except God. Hey, you know the commandments. And he kind of goes through these commandments. Now, we find out pretty quickly that this this young man was very rich. And he's saying, man, I've I've kept them all perfectly, right? I mean, I've kept them all perfectly. Yet, I would tell you, what, what what are the greatest commandments? Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. This guy has tons of money. And there are hurting people all around him. And so Jesus calls him on the carpet. He says, well, if you really want it, just go and sell those possessions that you care so much about. Give it to the poor. Then come and follow me. And what Jesus is saying is, hey, dude, if you want to follow me, my people who walk in my footsteps, they're known for giving, not for gaining. All right? Can I say that again? My people, it's not that they don't gain, but when they gain, they use that to better other people in their lives. Jesus is like, you're going to follow me. You're going to have to become a giver, not a gainer. And this guy is destroyed by that concept, right? But don't mistake, the whole passage about, is about the cost of following Jesus. Don't believe me. Just look at the text, uh, Mark 10, 21. Uh, Jesus, by the way, I realized last night, I was going over this, like, I don't know, 11 o'clock, 11.30, and I was like, hey, that's not the CSB version. Evidently, I still had my browser on the message, okay? So you get two slides in the message, the rest of them are CSB. I guess I caught it halfway through, who knows? But it says, Jesus looked at him hard in the eye, that's the message, uh, and loved him. He said, there's one thing left, go sell whatever you own, give it to the poor, all your wealth, uh, And then all your wealth will then be heavenly wealth. And then he says, and come and follow me. This is all about the cost of following Jesus. And we know that because then the disciples' response, when they're astonished at Jesus teaching about how hard it is to enter heaven, if if, if all you care about is stuff here on earth, uh, they're they're astonished. And then Peter says to him, but but Lord, we have left everything, right? And followed you. So so it's about the cost of following Jesus. I want you to know this morning, we're we're not going to pull any punches here. Um, there's a high cost to following Jesus, but there's an even greater reward, all right? There's an even greater reward. So if you hear that, you should be thinking, okay, cool, high cost, even higher reward. Pastor, what's the reward, right? So let's, let's talk about that, all right? So, so three things left. Uh, the first, let's talk about the reward. I want you to know that this reward has very little, uh, these rewards have very little to do with money or possessions, these rewards have very little to do with money or possessions. Uh, that becomes hard. We say these rewards have very little to do with money or possessions. It becomes hard because when you read verse 28 and 29, uh, it, it kind of looks like the opposite. I'll put them on the screen for you. Um, there we go. Uh, right? It says, um, Jesus says, whoever, whoever has, has done this um, 
will, they're, they're going to receive a hundred times more uh, now at this time. He says, now at this time, not just later. And he says, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields. Uh, and, and then he also says persecution, by the way. So, so if, if you look at that, you go, wait a second, hold up. It seems to me like, like that's some prosperity gospel kind of stuff. And there's a group of teachers in the church today, um, we call it the Word of Faith movement, that they really cling on to these verses and, and like one, one other place in Scripture. And, and so they're going to say, uh, well, this is how it works. You've got to sow in, and if you sow in, God's going to give you a hundred times back. Right? So listen, you sow in a mortgage payment, you sow it into the church today, guess what? hundred mortgage payments are coming your way. Okay? Um, the only problem with that is that's not really how the context of the passage works. Let's remember who Jesus is talking to. Context is key. John said that a couple weeks ago, right? So context is key. So first and foremost, Jesus is talking to the disciples, right? And so they're like, we left our houses. Guess what? A lot of them didn't even go back to their houses. They didn't get their own house back. Uh, They got killed. Never had an earthly home. Remember who's speaking. Jesus himself, who says, the Son of Man has no place to rest his head. Okay, that's our leader, y'all. No place to rest his head. Love you. So so I'm just saying, those that would say, oh, well, you sow in, you're going to get back, and it says houses and fields. So so contextually, the disciples never got those things. They never became rich. In fact, they left wealth, like Matthew left wealth to follow Jesus, right? They left homes to follow Jesus. So so I, I don't believe with anything in my heart that's really necessarily talking about that, okay? Secondly, uh, if we were going to go through context, if you went through that list, uh, so houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, fields, persecutions, okay? So only two of the seven have anything to do with what we think are material possessions. I'm going to prove to you later, I don't believe they're material possessions. But only two of the seven, I'm not a mathematician, but that is under 30%, okay? Meaning that the gross majority of, even if you took it at face value, the gross majority of rewards then would have to be something else. Now, continue. The way context works is we start right in our passage, and then we begin to expand. So who's talking? You guys can answer this. Who's teaching? He's usually the one teaching in the New Testament, okay? So just in the Gospels, it's him. So Jesus, right? So Jesus is teaching. So what does Jesus teach about about these things? Well, let's start with the the biggest, the house, right? Man, if I sow in, I'm going to get back that house of my dream. So let's just start with houses. Jesus actually has a lot to say about houses in the New Testament. We just sang about it, right? And he says, be careful what you build your house on, right? that's, that's, That's his greatest sermon. Be careful what foundation you build your house on because life is hard. And if you build your house, you build your life on the wrong stuff, it's going to fall with a great crash. It's going to fall with a great crash. That's the sermon on the mount. He says, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And, 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 and the rains come and the winds blew. Right? But he was safe. But those who built on the sand, great crash. It's horrible what happens. Same sermon, uh, Jesus teaches about treasure. So talking about possessions here on the screen, uh, Matthew 6.19, he says, store up for yourselves, we'll, we'll start with a don't, don't store up for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves don't break in and steal. He ends this little subsection of the Sermon on the Mount by saying this in verse 24, uh, no one can serve two masters. He'll either hate one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So you say, Pastor, why do you say 
Right? Listen, cost of following Jesus is high, but the reward is even higher. So what is the reward, Pastor? Well, I got to tell you, contextually, I don't believe that it's money or possessions. Okay? Just don't. Now, if, if, if you want to, that's cool. Come see me. We can have a talk about it. Uh, I, 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 can't, I can't, as I study my Bible, believe that that's really what he's talking about. And I'm sorry if somebody led you to believe that. Somebody that was a shepherd somewhere, that was in charge of teaching the Word of God, uh, and maybe didn't do a great job, and, and, and maybe, maybe you're one of those people. A lot of people I, I've met have been burned by the church. Come in and say, those people just want my money. Listen, if we ever ask you to give money, um, we're going to ask you to give it because of a biblical reason, like, like God asked you to bring the tithe into the storehouse. Or we'll ask, at the end of the day today, we'll have an opportunity, if you want to give above and beyond your tithe, to help pay off this building so that we can continue to do great ministry. That's cool, you can be in on that. But you also don't have to be. God's got us. He's, he's going to take care of this. So, so I, I just want to start there. So then, if it's not that, what is it? What are these rewards? That's the third point, is that these rewards have a great deal to do with relationships. Okay? These rewards have a great deal to do with relationships okay so i, I want to go back just just to the text okay he says a hundred times and like can we start with houses can we start with houses like come on, I, i'm just stuck i don't know i'm fixated on the house thing i don't know okay so so let's let's start with houses okay how is it not houses pastor i don't understand well the disciples never got a house like, that didn't happen they got death okay they got they got death and persecution so they didn't get a house but you know what when they left their house do you know what happened because of Jesus, and the Spirit of Jesus went before them, everywhere they went, homes were open to them. And they had places to live, and places to eat, and beds to sleep in, all because of the Spirit of God that was on them. And in the New Testament, when the churches begun, everybody sold everything that they had, they lived in common. And you know where they met? Met, so they would go and they'd hear teaching, and then they would go to people's houses and it's no longer I have one house, it's like I have many houses because I'm part of this great family and everywhere I go, I am welcomed and cared for and loved, right? By the way, if, if that picture kind of excites you, I, I want to encourage you uh, that pretty soon, well, you can do it at the end of today, uh, we want to challenge you to, to, to be in somebody's house, to sign up for a life group. When we started building this church, we knew very quickly that what God was going to do, we couldn't build enough space for classrooms that would meet for an hour a week. Like, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't make that work. I've got some friends that their churches went to that design, and you know what happened? Uh, just to pay for it, they had to then bring in a private school. And now I would tell you, and I love these guys, but really they're a private school that has a church that meets there. And the school is what dictates everything that they do. And so we started pretty early on. We said, that's not really where we want to begin. Uh, we want to begin just being a church and meeting the needs of people. And so we wanted to build a space where people can meet, where we could take care of their kids. But we knew very early on, in order to, to, to uh, give me your word, John, in order to sustainable growth, there we go, to sustain that growth uh, at the right ratio, that we would have to do life groups. And so we envision this same thing, that, that you don't just have a home, but you, you're in a group with like, four other couples and you've got four homes where your kids are welcome and you can sit on the couch and you can enjoy uh, fellowship and time together. So I just want to drop that there. So, so not just one house, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, all relationships, all added. Fields, what about that one? Pastor, how's that not about possessions? Well, again, New Testament, when you see somebody with a field, a lot of times they're selling it and they're giving it to people, right? Two weeks ago we talked about 
uh, or last week we talked about the harvest, the field is plentiful, that that was more spiritual than it was physical. So I just, I want to challenge you, listen, the cost of following Jesus is high, it'll cost you what you love the most, the reward is even higher, but that reward has very little to do with possessions, very much to do with relationships, but here's the good news, this is kind of the last point, is, is those rewards can't be taken away. <laughs> Those rewards can't be taken away. Uh, I spent Friday at the house of a church member. and They're now in a retirement home. They, they uh, moved out of Elgin several years ago. Sweet, sweet couple. They love each other dearly. They've been praying for a long time that the Lord would take them home. And now the husband is on the brink of going home. And the wife is like, I've just lost. I'm about to lose. My, like he's, he's, he's half of me. Like we're the same. And it's really hard to see, it's hard to watch. And the only comfort that we can bring in that situation is just that sweet reminder that, hey, this is the one thing we get to take with us to heaven. It's the one thing that lasts, it's people. It's relationships. You know what I treasure more than anything? Can I be honest with you? Like vacations, parents, how many of you, if you're a little honest, vacation's not the funnest thing ever? Amen? Right? It's like watching, all, all vacation is, is I spend a lot of money to go watch my children in other places and try to make sure they don't break somebody else's other stuff, right? Okay? And there's a security deposit involved. I, like, I get you, man. I'm one of you. I get you, right? It's difficult. But you know what I love about vacations? <laughs> is there's always a moment with my family somewhere doing something. Uh, this last one, floating in the ocean for an hour and a half as our snorkel boat got lost at sea. That's not a lie, y'all. We went snorkeling. We're supposed to be in a reef for 30 minutes, and the boat's supposed to come pick you up, take you to the next reef. The engine died, and the boat floated out to sea, and we just swam from the first reef all the way over. It's a big stage. Keep following me, camera. All the way over. All the way over. All the way over. We're still swimming. We're still swimming. Hour and a half. In the ocean, we swam from one reef to other. We may have been the only people in the history of Cosmel that have ever done it. And uh, it was great. And I'll never forget it. Like, it was, it was, it was kind of cool. I just kept my head down and kept looking. Oh, sea turtle, stingray. Okay, are we still doing this? Like, it was fine. It's fine. Every moment, that's what I remember. It's the stuff. And, and so two things I'll share with you very quickly, guys, when we talk about these rewards. Uh, Mark 10.30 they're eternal, right? They're eternal. When Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, he was talking about what the treasure is. Uh, here it is. Again, we'll go to that next slide. It says, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. This is things that, that cannot be destroyed, that cannot be taken away. And, and the one thing that can never be taken from us, even though it feels that way, is relationships. See, when we invest in others, when we become part of God's family, we know that those relationships will endure for eternity. And even if one of those people is called home before the other, it'll be a blink of an eye before we're with them forever. Forever and ever and ever. And so guys, I, I want you to know that following Jesus is hard. Can I just say that to you right now? Following Jesus is hard. Maybe, that's, maybe we're the first church you ever came to and we said that because we want to be honest, okay? Uh, by the way, trying to follow Jesus without Jesus is not just hard, it's impossible. Okay, and some of you have been trying to do that. Like you've been trying to be a Christian without knowing Christ, and it is like, ah, you can't love people without the love. Of, like, if it were not for Christ, there'd be zero good in me at all. 
I mean, with Jesus, there's just some, you know? I mean, it's like I, the, the sin in me fights so hard to, to rise to the top. But man, listen, with, without Christ, you can't be a Christian. It's impossible. But being a Christian, even as a follower of Christ, we've got to say this, it's hard. But you know what? It is worth it. It is worth it. Throughout my life, I've had the privilege of leading countless people to the Lord. And I know one day, I, I get to see all of them. I still see some of them on Facebook. There's one particular memory. I was in Laredo, Texas, and I was sharing Christ out, out at a park. That's fun if you've ever done that. Uh, it's like the cold calling of witnessing. Uh, you're just walking around praying, Holy Spirit, show me somebody to talk to. And then the Holy Spirit's, go talk to this lady. And so, and they speak Spanish, and you speak broken Spanish. And you're like, hola, como estas? Me llamo Jason. Uh, you know, and you go through the whole thing. And it's like, Dios le ama y le ofrece un plan maravilloso para su vida. And that's about as good as I got, right? You know, and then I could do a little bit of scripture. And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was like, English? Nope, okay, we're going to keep doing this. Um, and uh, really cool, uh, finally, kind of broke through. A little broken English, broken Spanish. Got to share Christ with this, uh, this mom. And as I thought I was just talking to her, she had two daughters that were... Um, we're, we're playing basketball and we get ready to, for her to receive Christ and her daughters come over and said, we've been listening the whole time. We want to believe in Jesus too. Can we do that? Like, yeah, you can. So once a year in my Facebook memis- uh, memories on, on spring break, the, their picture pops up and like, I'm like, I'm going to see them again. Right? It's really, really cool. So things can't be taken away. So what do we do because of this message? All right? Last great message of the summer. I hope they've been great. Okay, focusing on greatness in the kingdom of God. I want to give you some application and we're going to let you go. Number one, I really want to challenge you to make sure your idea of rewards and blessings line up with God's. Um, you're going to be a miserable, uh, I want to say Christian follower, you know, whatever, churchgoer. Uh, you're going to be miserable if, if your idea of blessing doesn't line up with God's idea of blessing. You will, you will you'll blame God. Well, I don't understand. What's wrong? Here I am. I'm, I'm following Jesus and life is just getting harder and harder and harder. I don't understand. That's because you're an American Christian. Okay? Jesus spoke to us and said, guess what? Follow me and it's going to be hard. And they're going to persecute you and then they're going to try to put you to death. And they're going to say false things about you. Right? And, and you're going to be taken up in front of all of the people that matter. And you're going to be mocked uh, for my sake. Uh, this is following Jesus. Right? So I want to say to you, like, if life is really hard right now, and you're like, but I'm trying, God, I'm trying. Why is it so hard? Well, because it's supposed to be. Right? Because the world hates you. The devil hates you. They want to destroy you. They want, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to steal your witness. And that's real, man. That is real. And so when life gets hard for me anymore, I, I don't look and go, God. Sometimes I go, okay, God, let's keep at it. Sometimes I just put my head down and I just work harder. Like, we're going to get through it. Let's go. Let's go, right? It's not that it, it's not hard. It's not that I don't talk to God about it. But sometimes I'm just like, Lord, if you can, do it. If not, let's go, okay? So we've got to have the same idea of reward and blessing that God does. Uh, number two, um, we need to make sure that we're investing in the right things, okay? We're going to make sure that we're investing in the right things. By the way, all of that investing begins with a relationship with Christ, do not lose the forest for the trees. The forest of the passage is that there's a man that wants to follow, but he's unwilling to pay the cost. And there's a group that did follow, and they left everything behind. And Jesus says, great is your reward. Your reward is going to be a hundredfold one day. Okay? All right? So we've like, got to understand. And so y'all, if you're struggling, I just like 
Christ is our firm foundation. We sang it all morning. He is worth it. Stick with it. Okay? Like, keep focused on it. It it doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but it is going to be worth it. And so I want to challenge you. Invest in those things. What's the one thing that can't be taken away? It's relationships. When we have people, and we've loved them so well that we've taught them about Jesus, and they receive Jesus, no matter what life throws our way, even death cannot separate us from the love of Christ. Okay? Amen? Isn't that good? It's good news. That's good news. Lastly, uh, I want to challenge you to bask in the riches only found in Christian community. Okay? Bask in the riches only found in Christian community. Jesus said that our reward wouldn't just be in heaven, but it would also be here. And he says like a hundredfold now. Uh, you may have left your home, but guess what? All these homes are open to you. you. You may have left mom behind, but guess what? All these women are now mothers to you. you, you can't, like, and he goes through this list of relationships, y'all. That is what the Christian community is. Man, it, it, is, it is rich with relationship. And if you're here today and you're not experiencing that, if you're not in community, uh, we're going to call you into it. We have something amazing happening in one month. Okay? So September 10th, we come back from Labor Day. We're launching small groups. Listen, small groups, kind of like every other church I know, got killed with COVID. Just, okay? So churches in Austin that are built on the same model that we're building ourselves in, uh, that are heavy, heavy life group dependent, um, COVID destroyed a lot of that stuff. Listen, we're coming back into community. We have so many new groups that are going to start and form. You say, I want to be in a group. Guess what? You might be leading it. Awesome. Okay, so you don't even have to be a church member necessarily. You just have to spend a little bit of time with our executive pastor, John. He's going to train you. He's going to tell you what to do. Uh, They are easy. They're straightforward. They're going to help you dig deeper into God's word together. And they're going to help you love one another, okay? And and so all that's happening on the 10th. We've got a big thing coming up called Group Link that we want you to show up for. It'll be here in this room. And you kind of get to go, hey, where do you live? Okay, you live over there? I don't know. Do you want, like, have you ever been, I I, I never did speed dating, but I always figured it'd be kind of like awkward, like, hey, how are you? You're okay. Am I okay? Yeah. Um, does anything about this annoy you? My voice? Anything? Nope. You're good. Okay, cool. You want to hang out for a while? It'll be a little like that. It's fine. Um, just, it'll, it'll, be, <laughs> it'll be a very quick, um, but here's the cool thing. What we're asking for this first phase of small groups is eight weeks. Uh, just try out a group for eight weeks. If that group's not for you, we're going to love each other all enough and honor each other enough in the Lord that say, hey, maybe this isn't working for me. Maybe there's too many kids or maybe there's not enough kids. Maybe we struggle too much to figure out how childcare works. And it's cool because then we'll launch again and, and you'll have another opportunity to build new community. And what will happen is you'll, you'll meet more and more people in the church and it will matter, okay? It'll matter. Um, guys, I, I've, I've enjoyed this summer with you. It has been, it's been hard. <laughs> my staff, we're still like taking deep breaths. It's been hard to get here and to open and a grand opening around the corner. We've still got a lot of work before us, but man, we believe it is worth it. So thank you for being with us. I, I'm going to pray, and, um, and then, uh, then we've got a few things for you. Father, thanks for loving us and allowing us to hear your word. God, be glorified in us. We love you so much. Uh, continue to work in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. 